Online on DAB Plus, Talk Radio and Talk TV. Welcome back to the Independent Republican, Mike Graham, right here on Talk TV. Uh, we're coming up to uh, 22 minutes past midday. Uh, we broke the news already earlier. Double child murderer Colin Pitchfork has been recommended for release by the parole board. Believe it or not, he was jailed for life in 1988 after raping and strangling 15-year-olds Linda Mann and Dawn Ashworth, two schoolgirls in Leicestershire in 1983 and 1986. Separately, three years apart, he got sent to jail for life. He was up for parole. Uh, he was give, granted parole, believe it or not, uh, in September 2021 having been moved to an open prison. Uh, his 30-year minimum jail term was cut by two years. Uh, he's now in his 60s. However, after they let him out, he was then arrested within two months because been approaching young women in the streets and was recalled for breaching his license conditions. Incredibly, uh, they've had another look at him and gone, let's let him out again. What do they think is going to happen? Do they think he might breach his bail conditions again and he might actually go and start, you know, bothering and approaching young women in the streets like he did before? Of course he is. Don't let him out. Simple. We're talking to Rod Little, columnist at the Times and the Sun, of course. Um, I see that you've picked up on the uh, rather unusual um, honours list that Boris Johnson put together, uh, Rod, this week, because he seems to have um, put somebody by the name of Charlotte Owen into uh, the House of Lords, age 29. I don't know if that makes her the youngest uh, lord or lady in there. Yeah, she she worked in the House of Commons for five years as a as A, a veteran. Or a Wonka vet. For roughly about the same length of time that I worked there, frankly. Um, so I don't know <laughs> when my knighthood is coming. Uh, I assume it's in the post. Uh, maybe your name was taken off the list by Rishi Sunak. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was. I mean, it's it's it, we we are enjoying to to feel sympathy for Nadine Doris mm. and uh, the various other people who who've had their names redacted or taken off the list by, yes. by Rishi Sunak. I couldn't give a monkey's to be honest, Mike. It is a corrupt farrago, mm. uh, and the presence of Charlotte. Owens, uh, if that's her name, Charlotte Owen. Charlotte Owen. Charlotte Owen, I think, yeah. Yeah, Owen. Uh, is, 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 is just absolutely typical of that. I don't know why she's got it. She's quite fit. Um, I, I don't know if that played a part in it, uh, in which case I entirely understand why I haven't been given yes. a night. Yes, um, I do um, find it slightly disturbing that as I get older, I actually know people in the House of Lords who can invite me there for lunch. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is quite nice, except apparently now, um, I know this wouldn't bother you now, but you're not allowed to smoke on the um, on the balcony no. of the House of Lords, you, but you are allowed to smoke in the balcony of the House of Commons. Oh, I didn't know there was a difference between the two yeah. of them. That, that's quite interesting. Uh, that is very sad. I mean, I, I've got friends in the House of Lords, not least the politicians who I worked for back in under that... Labour government, uh, Labour government, Labour opposition, 1983 to uh, 87. Yes. Um, um, very, very venerable uh, uh, Lord Jones of, Baron Jones of Deeside, a great bloke, uh, came from a family of steel workers, put himself through his college, became an English teacher, and then represented his constituency, Allen and Deeside, nobly, mm. and was Shadow Secretary of State for Wales. They don't have politicians like that in the Labour Party anymore, I'm afraid. No, it's a shame. It's a shame, isn't it? It, it, it really it does. Is. Whenever you see those um, elder statesmen and women, as you call yeah. them, you realise that what just what we've lost, really. I think the same, yeah, go, no, same we, goes for the lost. Tories. I mean, the same goes for the Tories. They, they appear to be a bunch of sort of sharp-suited, you know, um, I don't want to say yeah. con men, but, 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 you know, sort of snake oil salesmen. 
Connoxes. Yes. Um, yes, uh, she is is my current bet noir. Mm. Um, if, if, I, if I had to imprison any <laughs> politician in the world, um, Miss Noakes wouldn't come far behind Putin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She'll be delighted to hear that, I'm sure. Probably an overreaction on my part. I think so, that. yeah. Uh, once Incidentally, again... by the way, it's a good name for a child murderer, Charles Pitchfork, isn't, isn't it? it? It really is. It's a shocking if, if name. If only all villains could be named something like that, we'd, mm. we'd be easy to sort them out. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously the parole board don't share that view because they think it's okay to let him out again. Um, yeah. But yeah maybe they'd like him to change his name. And in fact, quite often they give them a separate identity so they can live happily ever after as somebody that nobody knows. Yeah, Charles Pikestaff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> now, the most important aspect of our conversation is about to take place. Um, I'm concerned yeah. about you. That... I'm concerned that you've gone on a diet and you're starting to dream oh, about yeah. food. I mean, how's that all going and why? Well, I, I, I don't know what to do, Mike, to be honest. You know, I eat very nutritiously. Right. And I do five-mile-a-day walking. Right. Um, I, I, I don't see what more I can do. I've cut down on alcohol, so I only have a glass or two of an evening... Um, um, so I'm now not eating at all during the day. Right. I'm allowed. I, I allowed myself shortly became before I came on air, which might account for the fact I was coughing. I allowed myself a small spoonful of chopped herring in vinegar. Very nice. Yeah, lovely, mate. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm now just waiting for the waiter. Is that what we off. used to call soused herring? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's like roll mob chopped up. Yeah, apple. I remember I got it's on a, I, I got on a KLM flight once in the dark in the days of old when I used to fly to America from Glasgow and you had to sometimes go via Amsterdam, Schiphol Airport. Yeah. And I'd get a very early morning flight from Glasgow, KLM, and they'd give you roll mops for breakfast. Yeah, great I, never, for I, never, me. I never quite got my head around that. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's very good for me, continental breakfast. No, but it's... it's uh, I used to be whippet thin, mm. uh, and I Didn't don't really it's, what. Didn't we all? Didn't we all? Uh, but age—it's not good growing old, is it? It's not. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I shall keep you informed, mate, yes. on a weekly basis as to whether I can get into the pair of jeans which I bought in two thousand and eight. Which is my, that's my. Aspiration. Well, if you can do that, I think that's probably a worthwhile endeavour. That sounds like something worth uh, worth trying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But the speaking of, uh, speaking of vinegar, have you seen that story from the Dorchester Hotel where they've got a new Japanese sushi restaurant opening up, um, and it's apparently going to be the most expensive restaurant in Britain, four hundred and twenty quid uh, for Ooh, an eighteen yum. for an eighteen course um, menu of raw fish, by and large. Um, but they don't want you to wear perfume. Not only have they got a dress code, no. they don't want you to wear perfume in case you ruin the smell of vinegar. <laughs> I saw that. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that is very funny. They they can get very very above themselves. Our restaurateurs. Yes. You know, I've cooked every every night for twenty years for my family, um, and uh, I sometimes get a bit arsy with them when when they complain. But you know, they they. I, I see their point in a couple of things. I, I, you know, when people refuse, to, when people don't tell restaurants that they're they're not going to turn up right. and. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But by and large, uh, they think they're doing us a bloody big favour. And, that, you know, they're really not. We can live without them. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Also... Well, my pet hate about restaurants is when they start all sort of ordering you around and you go in and say, have you got a table? And they go, yeah, we've got this table. And they go, why can't I have that one over there? And they yeah. can't have that. you can't have that one. And, well, why not? You know, give me the table I'd quite, you know, I'm actually coming here to give you money. 
you'd think you yes, might actually right. want to do something that I would like rather than what you think I should do. Yes, no, no, that's right. And we're, we're all very, very cowed, or at least I am. And I, uh, I suspect you are as well, Mike, when we go in, we do as we're told. No, I don't, no, no, because I, no, I, I lived in New York for 10 years, right, <laughs> where, the, where the customer actually is genuinely the king. Um, and so, you know, I don't take any of their nonsense. And I said, well, I say, what? Well, I'm either going to sit over there or I'm leaving. Yeah, well, very, very good. I'm, I'm trying to... You <laughs> must come down and we'll go out and I'll show you how to do it. But you're, you're lucky, mate, because I, I live in Weirdale and we don't have any restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. The, the, the last decent one closed down about uh, six months ago. There is no other restaurant, really, in, yeah. in Weirdale. It uh, reminds me of when I once went to Wichita, Kansas, to follow Boris, Boris, ah, yes. Boris Yeltsin. Um, or Wichita, as it was called by the foreign desk of the newspaper I was yes. working for. And uh, I said, I went up to the guy at the hotel uh, front desk and said, have you got any decent restaurants here? Huh? I said, any decent restaurants in Wichita? You know, like a French restaurant or something? Or, you know, maybe a Spanish restaurant? No. Uh, we got a Denny's up on the highway, which is like a <laughs> diner, which was the only thing they had. I had to go there. It was, it was well, listen, listen, mate, I was in uh, Fort William, staying at a hotel in Fort William, I think. Uh, quite a big hotel in Fort William, and I overheard this wonderful conversation at the at the at the at the reception desk, where a rather proper English woman was saying, "Are there any vegetarian restaurants <laughs> in Fort William?" <laughs> and and the, the receptionist said, "There are restaurants which serve vegetables." <laughs> that was it. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's always disappointing, Fort William. You think you're going to enter the gateway of the Highlands and it looks a bit like a sort of a, you know, dockyard. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a little part of Millwall which has been deposited <laughs> in the West Coast. Really I really rather is. love it, to be honest. I do like it up there. Yeah, it's nice. Anyway, listen, Rod, we must run. Thank you very much indeed. Rod Little, columnist at the Times and the Sun, as ever, uh, with his own particular uh, look at the world as we see it uh, right now uh, at 12.32 uh, on uh, Thursday. I can't believe it's Thursday. It's going to be, you know, the end of the week. It's already halfway through June. Crikey. This is Talk TV. On the app, on your smart speaker, Talk Radio and Talk TV. Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk TV. We are, of course, uh, very, very close to handing over to Ian Collins. That's coming up just before one o'clock. We're going to be speaking to Adam Cherry as well, senior reporter for Guido Fawkes. Uh, they, these are the people that break an awful lot of decent stories around Westminster uh, and provide an awful lot of decent journalists who then go on to greater things. Uh, I'm not saying that they're not great things that they do there, of course, but Adam, bear with us for a moment because first, it's time for this. The world of woke. That's right. Welcome to the world of woke. It's that time of the day when we highlight a woke story which is particularly irritating on any particular day. And this one is about the army. You might have heard me talking about it earlier on in the show. Um, Apparently, Sir Patrick Sanders, who is apparently the man who's in charge of the army. Uh, This is a guy uh, who's a general um, and he's been there for many, many years. He's now chief of the general staff and he's concerned about the army. He's concerned that it may not be gender neutral enough. It may not be inclusive enough. So he's decided there are too many titles in the army that are a bit masculine, like guardsmen, like riflemen, like seamen and other things like midshipmen. That's, of course, more the Navy than it is the Army. But he's decided he wants to scrap them. He says, 
Hundreds of years of battlefield tradition make no difference to him and historic titles used by world-renowned guards, regiments and even his own regiment, the Rifles, cannot contain people who are riflemen or people who are guardsmen. Huh? I mean, it really is quite extraordinary. We should speak to Rupert Bell. I think he was in the guards. We'll find out from him uh, what they want to do. But um, the women who are in the rifle regiment and who are actually called riflemen have already said they don't mind being called riflemen because it's a very honourable thing to do. In the same way that they wouldn't mind being called bombardier, in the same way they wouldn't mind uh, being called guardsmen. Because if you're in the guards, you're a guardsman. doesn't matter whether you're a woman or a man, or even a non-binary member of the armed forces. But for heaven's sake, can we not leave this stuff alone? Can we not leave the army alone? Why are people in the army actually saying they want to do this? Apparently they haven't recruited enough female riflemen or guardsmen or seamen. I mean, just give it a rest, will you, please? Just give it a rest. Nobody wants it. Nobody's asking for it. And even the women who are already in the army are saying it's fine. But of course, they're being told they may be programmed to say that because they don't realise how unincluded they are or how excluded they are. What a load of old rubbish. That was The World of Woke. The World of Woke. And breathe. Um, Adam Cherry's here, senior reporter at Guido Fawkes. Adam, very good afternoon to you. Afternoon, Mike. Thank, very nice uh, of you to join us. Um, the story that uh, everybody wants to do in the main sort of uh, television channels that I'm watching as we do ours is Boris Johnson and the fact that he's uh, been misleading Parliament all over the place. I mean, I'm far more interested, to be honest, in the, uh, the sort of infighting between Bernard Jenkins and him uh, and various other Tories. They all seem to be throwing each other yeah. under the bus uh, with, with more rapidity than you can say anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun one for us. Um, we were the ones who broke the story last night. Yes, that's so, what I uh, thought. Yeah, yeah. So, so Bernard Jenkins accused of uh, attending during lockdown a drinks party uh, hosted by uh, Eleanor Lang, who's the current deputy speaker in the House of Commons. Uh, it was a party for his wife Anne Jenkins. Um, more than six people in attendance, uh, 2019 MPs, staffers, and so on. Um, because this is the man who's been so pious and has been a huge member, a significant part of the. Uh, uh, privilege committee's attacks on Boris. Mm. You remember during the hearing, I think it was in March now, it's, it's been going on for so long, but I, th- I think it was during March when he sat down in front of the committee, Bernard Jenkins was absolutely ruthless. He was saying, how can you possibly think this? How can you How can you d- defend yourself? Uh, you know, you attended all these parties, these uh, lockdown breaking uh, events, and yet it turns out he himself uh, is, is implicated for the same right. sort of thing. So, well, as so of the now, infighting... As of now, yeah, we, don't, we don't know whether he's answered it yet, do we? No, he's been very quiet. Um, our editor spoke to him yesterday at about three o'clock. Yeah. Um, he first initially denied that he'd uh, been to any lockdown uh, breaking events. Then we put it to him that we have knowledge of this uh, event on the 8th of December 2020. Yeah. Uh, his, his wife's party. He said, I don't recall. I can't, I can't remember if I had anything to drink. <laughs> uh, and we then spoke to we, fine. We then spoke to Eleanor Lang herself, who said, yeah, you know what? There was a business meeting that day. Um, a business meeting where there was cake involved again 
she also couldn't recall whether she'd had anything to drink. So um, they must have had quite a lot if they can't remember any of it. Well, exactly right. I mean, maybe they were wheeling suitcases in from uh, tes- at local Tesco's in Westminster if, if, if they hadn't all been drunk by the staff at Downing Street. But it's so ridiculous, this whole story, it seems to me. The hypocrisy, you know, the kind of yeah. the, the playground of antics, the kind of, you know, I'm going to get you if you're going to get me. I'm going to take you down with me. I mean, did yeah. I not realise how ridiculous it looks? I mean, it, this is just its emblematic of Westminster at the moment, isn't it? Oh, I don't understand also is the, why they're so upset about um, being called a kangaroo. Well, I can understand that they don't enjoy being called a kangaroo court, but they're, they're now commissioning a special report just to go into all of that and uh, attack those who've impugned their, their dignity. Well, uh, and then the respect of the committee. I mean, every week in, in the House of Commons, we watch uh, MPs throw mud at each other. Why right. is this any different? Yeah, They're not deserving of any special treatment. Well, exactly. We, we, I mean, most of, most of our listeners and viewers are of the view that, well, they all tell lies all the time anyway. So what's the, what's the difference? And why bother punishing them for doing what they do on a daily basis? You know, Keir Starmer has a U-turn. It's called a U-turn. But it's actually, yeah. it means that when he said it the first time around, it was a lie. Because he, he, yeah. but he'll say, well, I believed it at the time. Therefore, it wasn't a lie. It's ridiculous. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome to Westminster. This happens every day. It's you know, it's a complete circus. But it's fun for us. You know, we enjoy covering it. Oh, it is. It is absolutely. I mean, Boris Johnson, according to Piers Morgan, has just tweeted this: a serial liar who's been sacked from two previous jobs for lying is now lying about everyone who called him a liar because he repeatedly lied, being a bunch of liars. Piers Morgan saying that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, (laughs) same thing, different day, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure he'll have have his fun. Yeah. It's been, um, though I just can't believe Boris has been suspended for 90 days. Yeah. Margaret Ferrer got 30 days for knowing she had COVID and taking a train all the way up to Glasgow yeah. from London. And Tony Blair was never suspended, was he? No, exactly. Exactly. You could do this all day. It's, it's the second longest uh, parliamentary suspension in 74 years. The only person who had more than that was Keith Baz, uh, Labour MP Keith Baz, who was uh, known for his talents with prostitutes. So... I, it's, it's completely blown out of proportion. Yeah. The really um, privilege committee. And, I mean, a hundred pages as well of this stuff, you know. And as yeah, somebody pointed out to me words. today, that they've accused him of doing things that the police have already cleared him of. Exactly, exactly. And if you read the report, it has uh, it has the tenor of, of um, people who feel scorned and they're bitter and upset. And you know, regardless of what you think of the COVID rules and, and so on, and what happened in the Commons, a thousand, a hundred pages, thirty-three thousand words. Uh, it's just. It blows the mind, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. So what happens next? I mean, uh, you require the weekend to come. And Thursday night, uh, after the first week back, they all sort of disappear off and scuttle back to their constituencies if they have one left. Yeah. Um, uh, presumably the weekend will be full of claim and counter-claim in all the Sunday papers. You guys will be doing stuff. What's, 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 yeah. your, what's your prediction for the big Sunday newspaper story? Oh, uh, I wouldn't like to say what's going to happen in, on the Sundays, but there, there will be more of this, I can guarantee you that. And yeah. we also don't forget on Monday, then, when they return on Monday, the MPs will be voting on this in the Commons. They won't be voting on whether to suspend him. He's already resigned, right. Boris. So what are they uh, voting on then, exactly? They're voting on whether to um, uh, revoke his uh, MP's pass, his ex-MP's pass from uh, Parliament. They just don't learn, uh, do they? They do yeah, not lifelong. learn. Yeah, Deary me. Yeah, so it's, uh, it'll be a thumbing on Monday. The MPs have been given a free vote on that. Yeah. Um, so I think Tories are being told to note it rather than uh, accept it necessarily yeah. to try and stem the bleeding and make things a little bit easier. There'll be about another 1,200 illegal migrants here by then. Um, but no, no, no problem with that. That's absolutely no, no, nothing, to, nothing to look at at all. Adam, good to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Adam Cherry, senior reporter at Guido Forks, because uh, it just the hits just keep on coming. So they're going to go back on Monday and they're going to actually rule... Uh, on whether to ban Boris Johnson 
from the parliamentary um, estate. I mean, seriously? Seriously? This is Talk TV. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So if you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.